Hey guys, you're listening to Ain't No Love Lost. Here we talk about lessons we learn in Black love and how to rebuild and restructure the Black home. I am your host, Tamise Chavez, actress, producer, writer, and content creator. Welcome guys to episode nine. And we have Ashley and Anthony Childs. Um, they have a podcast and it's a and A on life, right? That's yep. right. You guys are going to be happy with today's topic because it is how to make a marriage work in the black home. Right. In the black home. Okay. In the black home. Right. You know, that's a little right. different. That's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, before we get into it, though, how long have you guys been married? Two years and no. Three, it's been two years. Two years and some months. It'll be three in October. So how long were you guys together before um, you got married? We dated for a year and then we were engaged for about eight months. months. Yeah. In your two years of like being married, right? And I listen to a lot of your podcasts and just the subject matters that you guys talk about. I feel like personally right a lot of people don't really sort of engage in those those conversations that really need to be had especially in the black community like we weren't taught to have those real you know the majority wasn't taught to have those real um vulnerable conversations that are going to like make for a healthy relationship yeah, yeah they can be uncomfortable it's true <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a miscommunication mm-hmm. for all of us and we had to learn um you know we were deliberate about having to reach out and learn on our own what are some of the steps that you guys think that you had to figure out like along the way that you either knew or didn't know hmm. um steps i guess for starters Though, like you said, those conversations were definitely a step. Like having a conversation about finances and, you know, what um, what he valued as far as you know where he spends his money. That's very important. Um, having conversations about you know his attachment style. You know, if he's one that if he's stressed out and he needs to distance himself and I'm one, I'm stressed out, I need to come closer. You know, that that's something important to know. So just, oh, great girl, you got to get into that. That's right? my favorite subject. Yeah. Right? Because you know, we as black people, I don't know if we get into the psychology. Right? <laughs> it's all, all in that. there, right? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. You for just, sure. I wasn't even prepared for that. So, I mean, can we dive a little bit <laughs> let's into go. that? Let's go. <laughs> and I, um, I let her finish it up, but I know like that's something that I had to develop in myself because I, I was just, you know, I get flooded. I don't want to talk. I'm backing away. Leave me alone. And yeah. And so we really had to develop like how to get past that for sure. Yeah. So what, um, Anthony? What kind of attachment style do you really think that you are? Like, if you were to assess yourself, I'm avoidant. I know that I'm secure in myself. But I'm also have this avoidant tendency. If I get overwhelmed, if I'm getting bothered, I just, I want to get away. I don't like lean in naturally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just want to get away. Leave me alone. (laughs) Let me have my time. Let me go for a walk. Um, Which, you know, was in complete contradiction 
to Ashley. Like she needs to know. Like she needs to know who, what, like, when. Look where, here, why. I I feel something <laughs> between us. Let's talk about this right now. <laughs> it's so interesting because with anyone else or with other relationships, I can be avoided. And I think because I'm so aware of that, I didn't want. I know that we both can't be, if that makes right. any sense. So I I actively fight against it. I don't want things in between us. And then it makes, it gives me anxiety. Like, well, no, now I can't sleep. So I need to talk. None of us are sleeping tonight. Okay. So I'm so um, into like, like I am very serious about um, my, how self-aware I am. Absolutely. And that takes a, a, a level of like just diving in. Yeah. Um, and when you, when you go through those that pain and that trauma, you know, you have to go through that seclusion and just like figure out, okay, why is this happening to me? Right. And so what what sort of like put you guys, like drove you down that journey, that self-awareness journey? Was it your relationship or was that something that you guys did before you met? Well, um, we're both 35. And so, you know, you can do the math, we met each other in our 30s so a part of that self-awareness has come with experience and just being single for so long you know um having that that conversation with yourself like well what do i want what 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 do i expect you know what will i tolerate and what will i not tolerate you know things like that and having that introspection going on before we even met really made for you know, cutting through a lot of the BS, you know what I mean? When we had our conversations, like he knew what he wanted, I knew what I wanted, and we knew how to um, communicate those needs. And it, it really just, it really just cut through. And, you know, granted, it does change. We, we are human. We do change. What we want changes. But at the very core of who we are and what, and what we want, it, it's pretty much the same. And I, for me, the thing about I, I, similar to what you said to me, it's like I'm, I'm big on understanding myself and understanding who I want to be in the world, and try to get the results that I want. You know that that's important to me, and I recognize that it's work and it takes effort. And you know, people, you know, will spend so much time thinking about where they want to go on vacation or thinking about where they want to live, and I. I feel like that's important, but it's not as important to figure out who you want to be. And that's like important to me. Like I, I read about it. Yeah. I think about it. I meditate on it. I pray about it. Like, who do I want to be? What kind of husband do I want to be? What kind of son do I want to be? What kind of friend? Like, and if I'm lacking in any area, how do I get better? Right. And I mean, mm -hmm. I carried that for years before I even met Ashley. And so mm -hmm. we both came together. Um, already aware that okay we want to be a certain type of way Definitely. in this marriage and are we in a, and we were in alignment you know that, to me that's what it came down that, to that's the miracle too yeah we were it, just was, in it was just like oh my god <laughs> right. like, he, I mean you, you attracted each other because you guys were both ready yeah. like essentially it, it inward right absolutely absolutely mm -hmm. that is the essence of black love and I think and I do this because I I don't think, you know, people really get, and just me as a Black woman, right? I, I didn't really get what Black love meant. It's not just about 
being in love with another black person, right? But it's that self-love as a as a as who you are as a black woman, how you show up yeah. in your marriage, how you show up in your relationships, how you show up for yourself. Right. right? And I and, and I'm and I know that's the case with everybody, but I think specifically with being black, it's important because we've been oppressed Excellent. for so long. Yeah. 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 But, like I, I understand your trauma without having to to talk to you about it. You know, right, I understand right. your, a little bit of your struggle in being black in America without us having to sit down and discuss it. That connection is already there, and it just sort of segues me into like specifically how this shows up in a black home, because this is all about rebuilding and restructuring the black home for our children and just setting that foundation. And I feel like um, you guys, you, you have done that. Yeah, for us, we, you know, we literally carry it on our skin. I can't go out. And you know, one of the beautiful things about being married to this amazingly talented, and beautiful and smart black woman like i can't give her enough praise because she recognizes me like she's aware of who i am in the world and how i'm perceived and she's trying to make me better like she's the one who pushed me like look you can't be going out here in hoodies and sweatpants all the time <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta dress better if you want to be recognized and i know that as a black man there's a higher expectation and she pushes me to get and she recognizes it because she knows what it means to be a black man in this country and how hard it is for us as black men. And I recognize too, right, when she has to deal with whatever bull comes her way at work, right? Or whenever, you know, these microaggressions and, you know, the, the hair conversation about her hair, she's coming home like, they asked me about my hair one more time. Like, I get that, <laughs> right? Like, I get it. And I think part of the, the beautiful part of our relationship is that we, we know that the world is against us. But the beautiful part about a black home is that we're here for each other Absolutely. when we come in this door. We are sanctuary. We are sanctuary. And um, it's, it's present. And it doesn't have to, so many things don't have to be spoken or explained. We just know. We just walk in this door and we know, all right, this is my peace. You know that quote um, or, or the saying, you know, be his peace. Mm-hmm. Like when a black man is out there in the world, you know, like he said, microaggressions, little cuts to the skin, little little things that, that jab at him, you know, little uh, traumatizing moments, you know, just driving by the police. You got to straighten up. And you have that little angst that you feel like all day every day when you're outside of your house and then you walk through the door and it's just like a release it's a sigh like this is my home this is my sanctuary this is my queen you know if you have kids these are our little prince and princesses and this is our world right here you really in the black family in the black home you have to build that safe place you have to build that place of peace so much more i i would say than any other ethnicity in this country i I do want to know like what i'm diving into that what are like some of the dysfunctions you think that we need to sort of get rid of um specifically as black people um that have allowed us not to be able to just have healthy 
functional relationship. We got to learn how to have healthy conversations. I know for men specifically, we got to learn how to communicate what we're feeling in any ways mm -hmm. other than just anger. Right? It can't just be anger all the time. It has to be, you know what, I'm feeling, I'm feeling vulnerable, I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'm feeling a little helpless, I'm feeling insecure or inadequate. You know, our, our positive emotions too, we gotta be okay with just saying, man, I feel good today, like I feel chill, like I'm happy around you. I, you know, not just to spit game, but just like, yeah, like I'm, I'm feeling good, like I'm in a good space in my life. What can I do to, to be better? Just learning what we feel and learning how to communicate it, especially as black men, is probably one of the oh, probably one of the biggest disadvantages we have going into a relationship. And then with that, passing it on to the next generation, the next, because right. the reason why you are so you know oppressive of your own emotions is because it was you were taught that you had to. It was right? suppressed. So like, passing that strong. down. Yeah, like our, my whole, and I was telling this to Ashley just the other week, like, you go outside and it's like, you got to be strong, man up, be a yeah. man, be Stop strong. acting like a little girl. Stop acting like a girl. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, it's so important. It's so important that we learn that being strong and having an emotional life aren't two separate things, mm -hmm. right? Like there is strength in being able to communicate effectively and communicate what you feel and to appropriately based on that right like there's nothing weak about saying i'm sad today i need a moment yeah like there's nothing weak about that that's there's, strength there's, there's, <laughs> right and self-awareness right exactly yeah. right yeah. like you know if you if you go into i'm a big fan of fights like i like boxing and ufc and all this stuff right and if you watch a fight and if a guy like hurts his leg he might switch his stance or like he gets poked in the eye right like he kind of leans to the other direction if you're in a fight you know if you're experiencing an injury or you're experiencing weakness you got to make adjustments but we are fighting and we're not making adjustments according to our emotional well-being and then we're losing we're losing the fight in our relationships we're losing the fight with ourselves because so many of us especially black men have learned to just suppress everything and it and it's a you know and i get it i absolutely get it if there's an uh, something unfair happens in the world if a cop pulls me over for no reason that's unfair i'm angry about that but if i speak up it could cost me my life so i need to suppress that yeah. right my job could do something mm -hmm. that you know was unreasonable if i use my voice too loud i'm the angry black man let me yeah. let me suppress that i can't carry that into you the home i can't yet. carry that into the home right and we can't and anthony that's what that's what right. they do that's what they do yes, right i do it i'm just mm -hmm. as guilty as mm -hmm. you know my friends i know and love dearly they do it and we're all trying to learn like you said what is that thing that we got to get over that's the thing for us as black men specifically and what we got to teach our kids too you feel what you feel you can't help that but you can learn how to deal with it learn how to you know ride that way feel that feeling and then act in a way that's appropriate and constructive I'm, yeah that's um that's a big one for me absolutely do you feel like for us 
it's also the way that we communicate. Absolutely. I was getting ready to say, I, I want to piggyback off what Anthony said. <laughs> like, we, we don't, we're not mm-hmm. communicating very well. We're not communicating our needs very well. You know, we're, we're um, and then we're not standing up for ourselves. Can, can, we, can I just say that? If, for the most part, if I talk to any black woman, any of my friends, my sister friends, they know what they want. Or, or at least, the very least, they know what they don't want. But they they put up with the very things they know they don't want. They're not standing up for themselves. They're not their own advocate. And it's, it's like, sis, stand up for yourself. You know, like, it's okay to say no. It's okay to communicate your needs and then stand by what you said. And um, I see that happening all the time. That we're not, we're not communicating that. And then if we do, or if we even acknowledge that we know it, we don't stand by it. Until it becomes resentment and exactly. it explodes or it manifests in other ways. It manifests in other ways. And then now we're bitter or, you know, now we got, I can do bad by myself. And oh, I gotta, you know, pick up the pieces. I'm stepping into a new year. I'm leaving my baggage. Girl, you didn't have to pick it up to begin with. <laughs> well, well, actually, where do you think? Where do you think? Because I, you know, here's the thing. I've been, I've been wondering, right? And this is generational. I see it. I see it in other families. I see it in my family. I, I mean, honestly, I see it in me sometimes, right? And there's things that I've had to go back and reflect mm-hmm. on and fix. And it's like where do we get most of our resentment and I, as a black woman i had to ask like what because i i've noticed right there were times that i see black women and myself included um like lashing yes. out and unable to communicate effectively with my partner like my partner right. is the enemy where do we get that from? And and why is it that our partners, why are we enemies right. to each other? I, I think, right, and this is, of course, my opinion, that we are able to take on a lot. You know, physically, emotionally, women are strong in that way. Our pain tolerances are higher than the opposite sex. You know, our emotional intelligence in um in a lot of ways are are are, are stronger and um we're able to take on a lot so we do right and in a lot of cases we're training our partners that we can take it so therefore they will give it to us right but then we're starting to feel that unbalance like i'm taking a whole lot here and it's not feeling good i don't want this so then that resentment comes in when it's like if I even see that it looks or resembles that you're about to do the thing that I've been through already and have crawled my way out of I'm about to let you have it <laughs> you know like I'm, I'm not gonna even give right. you an inch because I've I've gone through that already I've been through that and I'm not gonna let that happen right so it's like we already have that guard up we already have that scar and I, that's what I think that, that that comes from, that resentment, what you allowed to happen for so long. You, you, you're you not willing anymore and you don't even give it an inch. 
And then too, you know, I had a conversation with my friend and she, we talked and we've been friends for a very long time. As adults, it's funny, our conversations have changed. And she said, you know what I realized? She said, I mean, it hurt. And it's almost like it took us all this time to figure this out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we're hurt. And so we bring that in the home. And that's a part of the dysfunction. It just sort of like repeats itself and it repeats itself and it manifests through these angry ways and we don't articulate or express the way we feel in a loving way. And that's the biggest dysfunction I feel that we have. I agree. You know, and I'm guilty of that in the past too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, me too. (laughs) We all all guilty. We all a mess. Absolutely. And and like you said, it's so true that hurt people hurt people. If I don't have my pain dealt with and I, I'm just more, I'm more likely to push it out on to my wife, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have to do that work and recognize it and be, and that's why I'm passionate about men being vulnerable because we end up playing these games, hurting these women because we're hurt instead of just going to a woman and be like, like I, I'm hurt. <laughs> Look, I, I'm, I'm stressed right now. Um, right. I can't deal with this. You know, I need time to deal with this. Even as I say that, right, I, I can't even think of a time in media and music and film and TV where that's commonplace. You might find, you know, maybe on the occasion. It's not what you hear regularly. No. It's go hard, be hard, right? You know, and instead of just, just, just be, be vulnerable yeah. with the right people. You know, the with right wisdom, yes. with wisdom, with discernment, Absolutely. of course, prayerfully, but just to mm-hmm. to have a space where you can just say, "I'm hurt," right? Mm-hmm. And I don't want to hurt you. I just need, you know, I need something different. Yeah. It it really it just boils down to the conversation, and there's something yeah. that we always say, <laughs> and it comes up all the time, but it's so relevant. You have to know what you want or what you need and know how to ask for it. You just really do. And like you said earlier, it comes with knowing yourself. You re- step one. That's step one. And it that can be the hardest step. Like you said, going through that trauma and really looking at yourself and finding those ugly places that, are, that scare you, right? Like really knowing yourself, really revisiting those moments that made you hard or resentful revisit those times that made you this way right and just face yourself in the mirror like girl or dude we got to get this together right and then with that you come to the awareness of this is what I want this is what I need this is my these are my emotional needs my physical needs my intellectual needs like this is what I need to live this one life that I'm given to make me fulfilled and to really like if I were to die today I feel like I did my best like this is what I need and we all have one life right and you have to really figure out what that is and then align yourself with people who are going to walk with you in that journey right who are going to 
help you achieve those goals so that you are not resentful if you're not getting what you need from this person that you thought you were going to get it from. Well, you never, you never communicated it. You never explained what it was that you needed. You never told them that if I'm to have this relationship with you, I'm going to need blah, 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 bam. Can you do that? And even if they can't be okay with them. Uh, that's part of it too. Not everyone's going to be able to meet every need that you have. Like, oh, don't, yeah. That's don't another put, thing we talk about. Yeah. Don't go to just random Joe Snow talking about, oh, I need this, this, and this. And then when they they don't give it to you, you just mad and bitter. Why? He Why? can't. He couldn't do it. He doesn't have that <laughs> he, capability. He's not capable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm not trying to get Stevie Wonder to be my driver. That man ain't capable. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, are are you are you know what, Anthony? It's like, how, how can I ask you to give me a need that I'm unaware of that I even need that need for myself, or right. I can't even give it to myself, right? And this goes back to what Ashley said: is like the trauma, right? I feel like as Black people, what we don't understand that being oh, yeah. Black is traumatic. And that is okay. And let's talk about it. Let's deal with it. And let's fix it so that we could rebuild and restructure our community. And and us. And have these healthy, functional relationships. So many times more often than not, I see couples um, that look like me that are unable to articulate how they feel and I could look and say mm-hmm. we've been through a lot because I could look at that person and see the hurt as you said earlier I know what yeah. you go through mm-hmm. as a black woman like I have to just mention the, the value in counseling and professional help and guidance I both of us actually we're like we need to do premarital counseling we need an outside objective trained professional to be able to look at our condition together and pick out some of those things that we need to address right when that has to be normal like there's no problem with saying i need someone to help me get this thing straightened out mentally right you 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 have a doctor for your body when it's out of whack right you have a mechanic for your car when it's not working Plumber, you all these a, things. You got a hairdresser, somebody who cut <laughs> your hair for you. There's nothing wrong with somebody who spent their time and energy and attention right. to learn how to deal with the mind to help us, you know, get past the trauma, get past the pain. And we're we not both experts. Are, yeah, we're not experts on that. We both advocate, you know, do it, get counseling. Get and then not just couples, but individuals as well. Right. It's like a tuna. You know, like, mm-hmm. especially during the mm-hmm. pandemic, right? This has brought up so much stuff <laughs> that it's like, whoa, I didn't even know that was there. Wow. Just personally. I mean, you because this has forced you to sit down and, like, seriously, like, look at yourself and be like, okay, wait a minute. Right. I, was, I wasn't ready for all of that. I thought we dealt with that. <laughs> right. Killing exactly. back those legs. Like, I thought like, I wait dealt minute, with wait that. Minute, hold up. That's right. my grandmama problem. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And I would say, too, yes. especially for black homes, we, one of the things that I value is we, we go to this church that has a, a marriage ministry. And so we get to see couples that have been black, and it's mostly black couples. It's, uh, it's all black. It's all black. 
and, but they've been some have been together 20 years 30 years 60 years 60 you know even 15 for us or even 10 years for us being able to be in conversation with other black people that have dealt with stuff mm-hmm. that have figured out how to do it right like we can't keep carrying this and we black folks aren't individualistic it's not right, in our DNA. Right. That's an American That's thing. That's an American thing. Black we're folk, we're, we're not that way. We're very we're much tribal. We're tribal. We've got to find our tribe. It, even if it's not in the church, you got to find that elder, that elder couple, right? Not the negative example. You've got to find the people that made it work and just pick their brains. Like, what y'all do? How'd you figure that out? Mm. we got to find our tribe, right? we got to get back together. And that used to happen on Sunday dinner tables. That used to happen mm. in church. Who's in that? And we, mm. you know, Ashley and I, we made it a priority. Mm-hmm. Not not only that, like our game nights. We invite mm-hmm. other couples over. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, come to our place. You, you know, let's eat, mm-hmm. let's talk, let's, you know. I, I think maybe the breakdown kind of happens with that whole don't judge me culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, you know, mind your business, mm-hmm. stay in your lane type stuff. And if you really think about it, black folk don't do that. We don't. We always telling you, oh, you need to take that baby and do this and do that. And let me teach you how to how to, how to make that soup. And oh, that's not, you know, we, <laughs> we always up in each other's stuff, you know, and it's mainly to help. Right. It's right. not it's not criticism or to tear you down, but like you don't have all the answers. And when you're like, oh, you know, mind your business, don't judge me. You're basically cutting yourself off from wisdom. Right. You know, of course, of course, there are those that you shouldn't listen to. And they're, they're just, you know, spitting venom. We get that. But you you, you can't ignore wisdom. You, if, if mama is saying to do X, Y, and Z, and you see that mama is successful in that thing, then follow mama. You know, like, we, we, we need that. Right. We need that right. core, that, that tribe, like you said, that village. We're, we that's how that's in our blood that's in our bones to be in a village where we help each other you know we'll we'll say it all the time well it takes a village to raise a child you know what actually it's real funny that you say that because if you really think about it right i know with my mother she always said listen the bus driver will give me a second. I don't <laughs> right. know what you guys right. deal with in your day, mm-hmm. but if I was acting out, the bus mm-hmm. driver would whoop me. You know, discipline me. My grand, my grandmother's right. friend, the next door neighbor. Um, there was right, and that's going away. Where, yes, where where they were like taking care. It was so slowly starting to leave as I was growing up but even I had that community I had aunts and uncles and great aunts and my grandmother's sisters and my aunt everybody (laughs) told me what to do they all had an opinion about how I needed to live exactly (laughs) it was so funny because that's what I was going to ask you guys that's a part of how we support each other how do we outside of looking for that tribe um, like outside of our, our family structure right in our commu- community to support us how do we support each other in the home like as a black woman support our black man and as a black man right? how, how thing, do we do that and it, it just popped in my mind that's my first thought it's simple but it is hard for us as a woman 
the, a simple thing we can support our men in doing sometimes is just shutting up. <laughs> Where actually I didn't want to cut you off, but I swear to God, that same thing came to my mind because I was thinking about myself. I was like, You feel me, sis? Like, quiet. You know what? (laughs) Everything don't need to be said. (laughs) You know? Even her, right? I, it's so simple, but that can go a long way, especially with black men. They just want some peace and quiet. They just want peace. I mean, if it's important, if it's going to move the family yeah. forward, by all means, discuss it. But it, if it's penny any little, that's my mama's. Oh, that came out. My mama's country. <laughs> it's little penny any stuff. Let that go. The black men, the way I support the way we can all support is, is just is listen. Like when when she speaks, I believe her and I listen to her. Right? Like I I listen. You know, like attentively. Mm-hmm. Not to try. Sometimes she needs advice. Most times she doesn't. Time. And brother. Sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. there's an ask. Most of the time, it's just a release. And Ashley brought it up earlier, right? She's taking on so much. Being a willing vessel to take on some of that. A lot of times, it's just in an ear. It's putting down the video game. It's turning off the, the sport and event, whatever. And just giving her that, that time. Attention. That attention. Receive what she's given me. That That's a pressure valve for her. She's able to release some of that and, and then she's able to do, okay, now I can do all X, Y, and Z, what you need me to do. And you know, it's so beautiful how what we just said fit together, yeah. right? Because if I'm always talking, right. hey, da 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 jabber, 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 right? You're going to turn mm. your ear off, right? You're not going right. to listen and then... You're not getting what you need. I'm not getting what I need. You know, I need to give you peace. And you need to give me a listening ear. Right. So how about if I learn when to be quiet, (laughs) then you'll be more open to listen when I speak. Right. And the more I listen to when you speak, the less you feel you have Mm -hmm. to force your speech on to be. You have to keep talking to be heard. Absolutely. Right, because I yes, know right, that right. you're going to validate my feelings. So so I don't need to, like, sort of, like, push them on you because I'm so used to my feelings not being validated or I'm not being heard. But I know yeah, and I yeah. feel secure yeah. that you're going to hear me. It's ebb and flow. So, it's just moving together. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, everything that we can do to, to heal ourselves individually and then heal ourselves and with our black love, like a black love with, you know, with our parents, black love with our mates, black love with our children, um, especially with our mates and being in the house, teaching them sort of these uh, foundational things that's just going to drive them not just to have these great, successful relationships, but also be able to deal with people in the real world and in business and, and, and 
just change the whole narrative, yeah. right? Sort of like that trickle down effect. It's like the the foundation is cracked right. in the home. Their lives become cracked. They're not able to create and be who God has called yeah. us mm-hmm. to be, which is innovators and 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 you know all these wonderful things that we're called to be and. How do we use our voices to to sort of change That's the That's the hope, basically. you know, that these podcasts, you know, that we're doing now, um, that they do, that we flood our community mm-hmm. with this positivity and encourage and, you know, to uplift the, the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Anthony is a writer, you know, yeah. he's right. He writes uh, short stories, novels, children's books, you know, they're doing the podcast. You know, I teach children. It's just every, everything we, we do, um, we, we are looking for it to make a difference, right. you know, and just pushing it forward. Like, what do you say? Spread empathy and elevating empathy. Elevating Elevating empathy. And being intentional about, Mm -hmm. you know, we're having this conversation now. If only one person hears it and it changes them, you know, it's enough. Right? We're not being, we're not doing it for, Mm -hmm. we're not doing this for anything other than to just make lives better. Right? Even if it's just one life. And being with that mm-hmm. right let's let go of this obsession with mm-hmm. trying to get rich like our wealth is in our, our relationship our wealth is in our health our wealth is in our mental state yes we do need resources we do need money mm-hmm. and it's not an either or it's a yes and we need to be intentional about helping intentional about speaking up i'm super passionate about writing and media and just the idea of like we got to tell these positive stories we've seen so many negative stories we so we have the Hello? desperate housewives right mm-hmm. we have we have i don't even know how many iterations of that mm-hmm. right why are we we've had i mean the real housewives mm-hmm. like how many iterations now do we need to see of the the loving black family right yeah. We, we need more. We need mm-hmm. to take control of the narrative. Take control of this narrative. Because, you know, <laughs> the people who are signing off on the ratchetness, on the loud, um, chaotic, violent black folks, they they don't look like us. Those are melanated folks who are green lighting these. So if we are mm-hmm. capable, mm-hmm. we need to speak. We need to, to yeah. shift the narrative. We need to flood the airwaves. We need to flood the internet with the positivity. You know, we need to see, yeah, you can have a happy, healthy relationship mm-hmm. as a black couple. It's mm-hmm. doable. It's real. And, you know, I mm-hmm. we we know this not only in our own lives, but we have the friends. Well, all, both of us have our own individual friend groups filled with mm-hmm. married couples that are black and have little black babies and that are, you know, they successful, successful. They own property, they, they own their own business. You know, they're managers and senior level managers at corporations. They're doing a good job. They're living a good life, and we just got to put a, a magnifying glass on that and take it off of the negativity. Right? It's about where our attention is going. And these conversations help shift the attention to the positive and not the negative. Media has 
always portrayed, even from, I remember watching Nickelodeon and or Nick at Night, and it was old shows, like from when, from my mom's era, where it yep. was this yep. positive, loving white family. And I'm looking like all we had, all I had at that time was the Cosby or a different world or, yeah. you know, we had family matters and Chris Prince Bel Air. Yep. Yes. Yes. And, and it's like media has done a poor job, which is why I fell in love with black romantic comedy. Yeah. Oh, or yes. black romantic yes. comedy. Yes. Like, boomerang. <laughs> You know, like, you know, I mean, it was about black people trying to navigate their way through love and they're successful. I am so happy that you were able to join me tonight. And I want um you tell everybody where they can get your book, where they can listen to oh, your yeah, podcast. Absolutely. A on Life is available on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. Um whichever device you have you can get it there or you can go to the website 128media.com and you can get all the old episodes so that's o-n-e-2-8-m-e-d-i-a.com you have all the old um, podcast episodes there uh, including my podcast elevating empathy i i do have a couple of books out that are on amazon if you just search anthony childs on amazon You'll see some um, some of my works. Uh, Monday Motivation is one that I, I like to recommend to a lot of people. It's kind of a collection of, of short, empowering essays that I put together a few years back. And I know it's touched a lot of folks. And so I like to, to share that with your audience. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Okay, we're all about supporting <laughs> Black businesses. I know that I learned something. Um, I hope that you guys did. And again, I thank you for joining me tonight. Thank you for listening to another episode of Ain't No Love Lost. And you can check me out on Instagram at Ain't No Love Lost Podcast or BeCute underscore MMP and DM me any topics that you want to hear. And remember, it ain't no love lost when it comes to relationships. There are only lessons, especially when it comes to black love, baby.